This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. Hey out there, my sick and wrong brothers and sisters. This is Lance Wackerly. Dude, how very morning DJ of you. Yeah. What's up there, Wackerly? Nothing. This is uh, Podcast 27. I know we threw a few people off by doing podcast twenty five last week. But Before if you're that, we did twenty six. But if you're a regular listener, you know how we work here on Sick and Wrong. I'd like to thank your brother for coming out. That was great. Actually, I'd like to thank my brother for being a special guest, and I'd like to thank everyone for uh, sitting through those excruciating stories. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, that'd make me just. A lot of people listen to the show during lunch. Yeah, and I imagine it must have ruined a few meals here and there. Maybe. I hope all the listeners realize that your brother is a very special person. Yeah. He he is very special, and like by special I mean retarded, and gay. So yeah, he's a special guy. Extra so, special. So dude, I feel like we've taken like a a two week hiatus or something. I know, and I feel like there's tons of stories that we didn't cover, and that, you know sometimes we complain that there's nothing out there, and there's just too much. Dude, it was seriously I was bombarded with uh, too many articles this week. It was hard to to narrow it down. Yeah. But um yeah, I think I I found a winner definitely. So uh, how was your Fourth of July? It's good, I guess. So I know a lot of our international listeners don't celebrate America's independence. I think you should. But um, this uh, past Wednesday was the uh, 4th of July. It's like the uh, holiday where Americans just gorge themselves on barbecue. And beer. And beer. For four days. And watch fireworks. Mini explosions. Blow shit up. And just blow shit up and, yeah, just uh, get fucked up. And North Korea celebrates 4th of July, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Set up a couple rockets of their own. They had a few missiles for us. Unfortunately, they didn't explode into like beautiful shapes and smiley faces. No. But hey, in it, the future it will. Yeah, <laughs> explode into something. In the future, they yeah they might actually do some kind of cool explosion. But you know what I was wondering? Do they barbecue in Europe? Do Europeans have barbecues? I think they just boil everything. Yeah, you know I, I know they boil everything, including pizza. But I mean, do, I, I've I've read that before, and I've been there before, and I was just kind of shocked. They have like a Magna Carta Day boil, burger boil, or something. No, I think they have like a Guy Fucker Day or something, isn't it? There's a Guy, guy Fucks, Guy Fucks. Oh yeah, Day Guy, guy Fox, Guy right. Fox. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I think but you know, a, I, I think he's a superhero. I think they boil like a lot of pizza that day. Yeah. It's like Guy Fox Day. It's like, oh, let's just boil like you know five boxes of pizza, right. and then eat a bunch of French fries. Yeah. Because they eat French fries with everything. Taters, but, um, man. I don't know. Hey, European fans, uh, email me and uh, let us know. Sickwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Do you have barbecues? I was wondering about that. But we have a lot to cover here this show, Podcast 27. Dude, I mean, seriously, there there is so much there is so much sick and wrong activity going on in the world right now. Right. So I want to get one into, of them's local to yeah, us. Actually, two. A um, couple. There yes. are a couple local things I came across, but one in particular just happened this week. Did you hear about that guy, the uh, the rat man that was caught with like 2,000 rats in his apartment? I did hear a little bit about that, and that's like 10 miles from the, or less, from the Sick and Wrong Studios where this guy lived with the rats. Yeah, that's what's fucked up about it. It's in uh, so Petaluma. It's dude? in Petaluma, California. And uh, what happened is the quote-unquote rat man says nature overwhelmed him. I mean, seriously, this guy is the actualization of the character Willard. Did you ever see that movie Willard yeah, with Crispin, Crispin Glover? Glover? This guy is the human 
version of Except Willard. Except Willard lived in his mom's mansion. This guy lives in a studio. <laughs> yeah, this guy had like a studio, one room studio. Man. With like a thousand rats. So it all started four years ago when Roger Deere brought a baby rat to uh, feed his pet Indian python. Um, unable to uh, watch the snake devour the furry little creature. He said he didn't have the heart to let it become another snake snack, so he just kept it out of the cage and got to know it. He had no problem watching his snake starve. No, he, okay. he just let the snake just starve to death, and uh, yeah, just let the uh, mice run free. More of an affinity for the mammals, apparently. So after that, Deer apparently was hooked on the rodents, which he described as gentle, lovable, and an endless source of entertainment. I don't even know if I want to elaborate on that. Yeah. This guy needs the internet. Seriously, dude, what do you do with a fucking rat? Other than maybe, you know, sodomize yourself with it. Yeah, we might have to have your brother back for that one, but I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't do anything with the rat. Yeah, I, I just don't understand how they could be an endless source of entertainment. And if there's rat collectors out there, just you're more than welcome to send us some emails and let me know what the fuck you do with a rat. Yeah. So last week, animal control officers discovered more than 1,300 rats in Deer's small one-bedroom Petaluma home. This is after a neighbor complained about the foul smell. He was then cited for misdemeanor animal cruelty, and animal control ended up confiscating, like, boxes of rats. Did you see the pictures? Yeah, dude, it's crazy. We're going to have to put some up on the internet. Oh, we're, t- we're totally going to have to put But it's like pictures. he has a neighbor that shares a wall with him, right? So he could just smell it through the wall and, like, dude, hear the scratching at the, at the baseboards. Well, I mean, the place was just... So it's in a quiet, middle-class neighborhood. I mean, Petaluma's just kind of... It's not really suburban. It's, like, country. Yeah, it's, and so it's, it's beyond the suburbs. The entire house just reeked of urine. The floor was covered with the chaff of feed mixed with just rat feces, and everything is gnawed on, including the sheetrock walls. So the, the rats were gnawing their way into the neighbor's apartment. So yeah, I, you know, I don't know what's up with this guy. So the, the guy, Deer, is 67 years old. He said that depression, loneliness, denial, and a recent bout of the flu kept him from maintaining control of the fast-breeding rat population. Hey, Willard, maybe you wouldn't be so lonely if you didn't have a thousand rats in your place. I can't imagine a girl wants to come back to that. You know, it's just like, dude, how is he going to meet a woman by, you know, with all those rats? Like, well, what the fuck? When does someone get into rats? Like, I don't this know. guy must, must, you know, probably just has given up on sex years ago. Yeah, but I got to bring up another story that actually happened a long time ago that, uh, so this isn't current, but uh, this rat story reminded me of it. And this actually happened in Petaluma, and I think it would have been a match made in, in Petaluma? heaven. Petaluma? Yeah, this and story also happened in Petaluma. It was back in like. Well, maybe, though. I don't think so, because I think they would have, uh, I think they would have got along well, and he wouldn't have been so lonely. But, uh. Back in 2001, there was a, an infamous cat lady in Petaluma. Dude, had, I remember uh, this. I totally remember this. She had 200 cats in her house, and uh, she actually didn't even live there. It was just one of the houses that she owned. And uh, she, Wasn't she some crazy heiress or something? Like, she was really rich. Yeah, independently wealthy. And uh, they went, went into her house and found all those cats or something? Right, but she didn't live there. It was just this cat house that she'd stuffed all these cats into. They'd <laughs> reproduced. They ended up being like 200 there. I guess when uh, animal control workers went in, the air was so bad it was considered like a hazardous material zone. So they probably had to use gas masks to enter that. Oh place. yeah, dude, full hazmat suits. Um, and like some of the cats had eaten the other cats. And they finally like cleared out all those cats and put this woman on trial. And I think they got her some like psychiatric help, you know, in the interim while they were figuring out what they were gonna charge her with. Um, she actually rented an office space and got busted for stuffing 40 cats in there. So, she, so this woman was stashing cats. 
Yeah, basically. She just has this problem with hoarding cats. What the fuck is up with these animal hoarders in Petaluma? But I think if they would have lived next door to each other, there might have gotten, you know, a little ecological system could have developed and it could have uh, sort of kept the problem, both problems at bay. It could have been a symbiotic relationship. Right. Seriously, I mean, I think it would have worked. It's like a match made in, in heaven here. There's a lot more to this story, as well as, I think, the rat one. So I think we should just put links up on the website and people can go check it out. Well, one thing I just wanted to mention. So they confiscated all these rats from this guy's house. They were stacked like six deep in just cages. And many of these rats had missing eyes and limbs because they were just eating each other. Yeah. And so... Gross. Yeah. So Animal Control confiscated all these rats and were trying to find people to adopt them. They're unable to find... I think they managed to find like 12 people to adopt these rats and they just euthanized a lot of them. And so now all these like rat lovers and animal activists are up in arms because... They euthanized, you know, this rat holocaust that happened in Petaluma. But it's like, dude, what the fuck? (laughs) You know, but seriously, it's like, what the fuck, dude? You know, it's like if they worry that much about rats, why wouldn't they adopt them? It was like the live-action version of Mouse. (laughs) Yeah, it it was. uh, By Spiegelman, (laughs) Art Spiegelman. But yeah, and those were actually mice in the in the movie. So right, yeah, good reference there. Thank you. But um, yeah, you know, it's like so all these people are all upset about it, and they're trying to like. Sue animal control or something, and it's just like, dude, you know, who the fuck is going to adopt 1,300 rats? Yeah. With, like, missing limbs, like, deformed rats. Plus, plus rats are, like, cockroaches and deer. You, you can just, you could kill a billion of them, and they, you know, if you have two left, they will still go back to their original population within a year. Yeah, that, that's what they I don't understand anything. about it. But, uh, yeah. They as, crank out babies. As Wackerly was mentioning, we're going to post some... Like we should post like a medley of pictures because there's some great pictures of the Catwoman. And like these the rat cats, guy. these cats were hanging from the ceiling and just dropping on the animal control people. Yeah, flying at their faces, <laughs> trying to like gnaw their hair. Whereas I couldn't even imagine walking into a place full of rats. I think I would like seriously defecate myself or something. I'd probably faint. Yeah, and just fall into the rat feces. Yeah, I, I don't know. So um, we need to move on here. I was trying to determine. We've had so many people vote for the last show about who had the most disgusting personal sick and wrong story. Yeah. And it was, you know, surprisingly enough, you, you got received like probably at least 15 votes. People love a good poo story. Yeah. I mean, people were like, some, some guy even said booster pant leg shitting. That's, that's what someone like rocket As booster shitting. As if I was shitting. lifted off the ground by the jet propulsion. Of the uh, feces coming out of your pants legs. I was a little distracted, but that might've actually happened. Well, another woman, hovering. another woman pointed out that since I was drunk when I uh, earned my Red Wings and my brother didn't actually have his own bollocks filled with saline solution. So since you were completely sober, you received the utmost humiliation of shitting your pants. So therefore, that is the sickest story. But I would say overwhelmingly, most people voted for my brother. Yeah, and, and plus, which, was, know, which we expected. So I kind of expected it too. So my, my brother wins the uh, Gentleman Jack. But this week... I think I might have a winner. And I've been saving up this article since last week, so I'm kind of excited to get to it. We shall see. Well, let's see here. My article for uh, Sick and Wrong Podcast 27, it's an Australian one. It's been a while since I've done one. Yeah, we the, haven't uh, visited the, the land, land down, down under. under in a while. Yeah, I was thinking about that. It's like, you know, I've, I've been doing all these, like, domestic articles here. And so this is one of the first 
a land down under articles I've had in a while. And uh, yeah, there's a lot going on down there. So um, let me get right into it. Listen to this headline. Carve up killer grandmother seeks mercy. God, you can't get much better than a headline like that. So this woman, is a, uh, she lives in South Wales, Australia. Um, this uh, South Wales grandmother skinned and cooked her de facto husband is pleading with a court to overturn her life sentence. And the, um, the, 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 her entire defense, like her appeal, is uh, because she's a woman. And I'll get into that. I don't know how the woman defense works, but I think it works in Australia. So uh, Catherine Knight was an abattoir worker. Which I, I love that. I love how Australians use that term, abattoir. Right. So she worked in a slaughterhouse. She liked to wear feminine Laura Ashley clothes and is known in jail. At the slaughterhouse? <laughs> uh, yeah, at the slaughterhouse. And is known in jail for her demure behavior. She is also the only woman in Australia jailed for the term of her natural life. Which that's, I find kind of surprising. Isn't it? It's like a, you know, She's the first woman in Australia a to, get a li- to get a life sentence? Yeah. She's the only person jailed for life there. Wow. You know, it's it's surprising because wasn't that like a penal colony originally? Penal. <laughs> I said penal. But no, I, I was surprised that. Uh, they probably of, mean after it was actually, you know, founded as a real country. Well, I'm surprised out of all the, the female, the entire female population of Australia, she's the only one that's committed a, you know, a, a, a crime so heinous that she had to be jailed for life. That is amazing. So um, she's been in there for a while. And uh, her case has floundered while lawyers tried to come up with convincing arguments as to why Knight, who's 50 years old now, should be ever released from jail. Her lawyer, Peter Katsoulis, I don't even know how to say that, refused Sounds to like comment on the grounds of her appeal due to be heard this week. Um, but it is understood that his, uh, the appeal involves innovative grounds, including that she is a woman. I mean, I, Innovative. You know, I don't. Cochran never used that for OJ, although well, it, might, it might have worked. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. In fact, my client is a woman. Yeah, well, you might not know this, but uh, Oral J. Simpson is a woman. <laughs> it it, it might have worked. I, I don't know how it works in Australia. It's just like, look at her. She's got titties. <laughs> you can't put a girl in jail with titties. You can't expect a woman to have any sense. I was like Scottish. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think that was the worst one yet. Yeah. So her appeal has been lodged for years, but she hasn't been able to come up with some new grounds. So now she's shopping around lawyers to see, um, you know, what might happen. So who knows? She might be released from uh, prison. Her frilly flowery clothing was replaced with prison greens when she joined the 25 men sentenced to life in uh, New South Wales, Australia, since 1990. So she's been in there since 1990. Okay. The mother of four pled guilty to murder after her husband, Mr. Price... His body was found on the floor of their Aberdeen home, and this happened in uh, 2000. So Knight worked as a slicer and packer at the Aberdeen Abattoir. Oh, they both worked there. Uh, I don't know if they both did. Knight did, the, uh, the, the murderer. Oh, the, I'm sorry. The murderess. I'm confused. I'm confused. Sorry. Yeah, so I don't think her husband worked at the slaughterhouse, okay. but she did. So um, she worked as a slicer and packer at the uh, Abattoir, and her lover, Mr. Price, had been carefully skinned and his skin hung on a meat hook in a doorway at their house. She took her work home with her is what happened. And uh, apparently she was pretty good. She's very professional in, in terms of her slicing. His uh, decapitated head was found in a pot on the stove. The table had been laid for dinner with name cards for Mr. Price's three children. And parts of his buttocks were, was cooked 
and served up with vegetables and gravy on dinner plates. Rump roast. <laughs> she was making some ass stew. Nice. Yeah, I heard rump roast goes uh, quite well with some fosters. Yeah. Just, Lager. <laughs> just put his ass on the barbie <laughs> and drink some fosters. Mate. <laughs> Good night, mate. There's some ass stew for you. <laughs> so the savage attack with a butcher's knife was triggered by Mr. Price taking out an apprehended violence order against Knight the week before. Dibs on the bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's kind of weird about that? So this dude took a restraining order against his wife. That doesn't happen very often in this country. You know, usually it's the, uh, the other way around. I don't know anyone that's actually ever taken a restraining order against a woman. Well... I'm not going to get into this story, but at a later date, we need to talk about the Susan Polk case that just happened in this area. Yeah, but and, her, uh, but her husband that never took a restraining order. I believe her. I mean, he the bitch did. was psycho. I believe he did before he did? she murdered him. But I'm not going to start into that because there's way too much to talk about, and we don't have time for that. All right, at a so, later so date, we will talk about Susan Polk. I stand corrected. Uh, their relationship had a long history of abuse with Knight, the woman, as the abuser. Uh, you know, I, I just picture this woman, you know, despite the fact that she wears frilly, flowery clothing, I picture her to be pretty tough. She's a ball buster. I mean, I, I bet you she looks She's a lot like... She's an ass stewer. I bet you she looks a lot like Russell Crowe <laughs> in a gown. Like, come on, mate, fighting around the world. Now, let's go, mate. You know, I, that's why I picture this woman who kind of looks like Russell Crowe just in, a, in like a gown or something. Right. So the, the couple... five o'clock shadow and everything. <laughs> Just ready to go all gladiator on your ass? Yeah. The couple had had sex before the murder, and it was believed the, that uh, Mr. Price, her husband, was asleep when he was attacked. So-called snuff movies were among violent videos found in her home. So uh, this woman is definitely into some pretty hardcore stuff. It's a crazy bitch. Um, sentencing night, the justice at the trial said she had engaged in acts of violence against other former partners, including her three ex-husbands. So th this is her fourth husband, Mr. Price here, that she uh, skinned. And she just battered all ate. of them. She had smashed the false teeth of one of her husbands and slashed the throat of another husband's eight-week-old puppy right in front of him during a fight. Wow. Dude, I mean, if, if uh, your wife did that to you, would you just be like, all right, we're having a divorce. It's over. I think I'd throw down. <laughs> if she, like, sliced your puppy's throat? Yeah. I guess I could see that. You but know, I, I, but all of her husbands probably couldn't. I mean, she's tough, dude. I, you know, what I don't understand is why wouldn't they just like you know get her some counseling, maybe some Thorazine. She's not how gonna about go, some Prozac. How about some ether? She's not gonna <laughs> go to counseling of her own accord. Well, dude, she got married four times. Who the fuck would marry this psycho? Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. I guess they didn't have any contact with the previous husbands. So. All in all, in conclusion here, I think all the uh, defense lawyer has to do is like, uh, hey, she slashed an eight-week-old puppy right in front of her last husband, and then she skinned him and served his ass up in stew to his children. But no, Dave, she shouldn't be released from prison. She has a vagina. I guess they might be using the woman defense. I bet you she's great in bed. She's got a vagina, mate. You can't put her in prison. She's got a <laughs> vagina. But don't you think she's really good in bed? She's just crazy, insane it's sex. You know, you know what's like most of the Australian men... And then she men, gouges your eyes out after you come. Dude, most of the Australian men are probably so fucked up on beer <laughs> that they probably don't even care. It's just right. like, you know what? The bitch might be a bit mental, a bit batty, but I drank a case of Foster's. Let's fuck. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. That's my Australian accent. So, in the uh, sick and wrong scale, one being not so sick, ten being 
disgusting. The fact that she served the guy's head up in a stew. To give this a 9.7. To her children with name cards on the table. <laughs> but um, About to eat their father. Oh, I'm going to give it... I was going to give it like a 7.8, but I'm going to give it an 8.8. I'm going to give it a... This is a 9.3, just because she had a meat hook in her house. <laughs> and she hung the guy up in the meat hook. Yeah, but that, that implies that she had a meat hook hanging from her ceiling before <laughs> it even happened. I wonder if the husband ever saw it and like, why do we have that meat hook there? <laughs> Darling. <laughs> Darling. There's something weird about that meat hook in the uh, hallway. And she's like, here, just have a Foster's, and he totally forgot about it. That's fucked. And then the next day he was hanging from it. Yeah, I don't know. All right, I, yeah, I think that's this pretty, definitely ranks high. That's one of the best stories I've heard. So, Although uh, I think mine is good, too. Well, let's see if you can hang with it. And pass the mic over here to uh, Mr. Wackerly, Podcast 27. I think I can step up to that story. We'll have to see, though. Um this story comes out of uh, the good old United States. Uh, some USA. Te- teenage mayhem, which we probably go back to all the time. But uh, Yeah, I engaged in some of that when I was a boy. Not like this, you didn't. Uh, Nicholas Buckaloo, who's 18, and he's from St. Johnsbury, Vermont. St. <laughs> Johnsbury. Like, come on. Just John's, St. John's, Johnsbury, something, St. Bury. You don't need to combine all these names in the town. He pled guilty in Caledonia District Court to a felony charge of intentionally removing or injuring a tombstone. You can't knock over tombstones. That's very disrespectful. And a felony charge of intentionally disinterring and carrying away the remains of a human body. Jesus. I mean, we've all we've all horsed around in the cemetery and maybe bumped a tombstone over. Or but... drank like a case of beer, fucked your girlfriend. Yeah. But you don't, you don't, you don't, dig you don't up just remains. dig up a body and take parts away, right? I guess this kid probably listened to a lot of Marilyn Manson. So he's on trial now, but on April 8th, 2005, Buckaloo went to a cemetery on the Washington Highway in Morrisville. I don't know. All these places are in Vermont, little small towns. He broke into an above-ground tomb, a which mausoleum. I always like. The mausoleums are very creepy. He opened the lid of a casket and cut off the head of a corpse. He wrapped the head, he ha- wrapped the head in plastic bags and took it home. He also stole the eyeglasses and the bow tie from the corpse. I don't know. <laughs> He's got Get some fa- fashion sense or fashion confusion, I guess. He thought that was going to be cool to wear to school the next day. Uh and then he's also an idiot because immediately after he do- does this, he goes uh, back to the apartment building where he's living um with his with his maybe with his parents, maybe I assume he probably still lives with his parents. Um because he went back to the apartment house and told res- residents of an apartment uh, nearby, his neighbors, what he had done and that he had done the crimes because he was bored. He confessed to his neighbors? Did well, no, I'm sure he it? was trying to just show off or act cool, you know? Hey, dude, I, uh, how you doing? I just uh, broke into a mausoleum. He's bragging about it. Took this uh, skull, head, actually it was a head, uh, from this corpse, you know? How recently? <laughs> what have you buried? been doing? Like, what was this? Was it just a skull, or was it like a rotting corpse? Well, you know, people get embalmed, so your body lasts a long time if you're fully embalmed these days. Yeah, I but think. I mean, the guy might have been buried there for twenty years. Yeah. Well, so he told cops what his plans were: was he was going to leave the head out uh, and sort of like let the flesh fall off, you know, and then he was going to uh, bleach the skull and turn it into a bong, which is a type of pipe used to smoke marijuana or other drugs. 
That's what the article says, in case you don't know what a bong is. Dude, you know, this just kind of bolsters that argument that pot makes kids creative. Seriously, it's like they'll make a fucking bong out of anything these days. Yeah. But a human skull bong, God, that, that, that takes some ingenuity. Maybe you could have brought it into art class for extra credit. <laughs> I made this on my spare time. I think I might have had an issue if someone passed me human skull to I take a hit out of. I was thinking of that. Because we hung out with some fucking assholes in college, you know? And can't you imagine going to some dickhead's dorm room? Because you're like, well, I hate this guy, but he has weed, so I'm going to go over there. And he, like, packs his bong and passes it to you, and it's like a human skull. And you're like, ugh. I would be like, Jeffrey Dahmer, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Take this back. Please don't eat my ears. <laughs> and then, uh, so, right, there's a bunch of bullshit in this article, but... uh. I like the description. Buckaloo, Buckaloo was described by witnesses as, quote, unquote, gothic, wearing all black clothing with spiked hair. I think he might be one of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, he probably just he subscribed probably... to Sick and Wrong. Yeah. Love your show. I'm going to send you this bong I made. No. <laughs> Don't do that, please, goth kids. So, yeah, he's got on trial. He's gonna, they're, they're charging him uh, or trying to get him one to seven years in prison. Damn. But his... Uh, Desecration of a corpse? His trial lawyers are obviously saying he's crazy. They're saying he has a biologically based mental illness, which is something like, you know, some kind of random psychosis. And this kind of pisses me off because everybody nowadays just automatically gets an insanity defense. Like, you don't even have to rub feces on yourself anymore. Yeah, but if you do something this outlandish, I mean, what else are you going to plead? Like, you got to plead insanity. I mean, what else could the guy plead? Yeah, but I just feel like, like you can't rationalize it. I feel like in olden times, I was like stoned dude. five or ten years ago. You know, you had to like rub poo all over yourself while you're in the holding cell, and you just don't have to do anything crazy like that anymore. You just automatically, oh, uh, my client has has ADD or something. Yeah, but I mean, this guy was gonna fashion a bong out of a human skull. That's a little wacky. Well, what? So just any crime? I mean, any crime is defined as something that normal people wouldn't do. But I'm saying there's a difference between shoplifting and making bong skulls. All right, man. I'm just trying to go on this rant here, and you're rationalizing everything and ruining it. But fine. But I think this story was funny and fucked up. So yeah, that is pretty fucked up. I'm going to give it a a nine. Real quick, one, one thing I want to mention is I actually had a dealer when I was in high school this guy by the name of Jim. Drug dealer. I'm just going to name him Jim. Yeah. We used to buy, uh, you know how like in high school you'd buy joints? Yeah. Because you just started smoking weed. Right. So we'd buy joints from this guy. So his parents were Jehovah's Witnesses. So they were really strict with him. And this kid, pure Hesher. He was just a Hessian. I mean, he was just all into metal woodwork. Glorious, spiked. glorious mullet. Oh, yeah. But it was a dyed black mullet. And he'd have spiked like collars on. Yeah. And would always be listening to Slayer and his I bet dark you this basement. Jehovah's Witness parents love that. Yeah. That, that, I think that's why he lived in a basement with like a separate door. Yeah. So I remember one time me and a friend went over there to go get some weed. And this kid had actually broken into a mausoleum and stole a skull and a spinal column. Like he had the entire like spinal, like the vertebrae. Wow, that takes some work to pull that whole thing out. Yeah, there's no rib cage either, so I don't know. Maybe it had, you know, deteriorated or something. Or he just but... jerked the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah, while skull like fucking like pulling up, pulling, pulling out a, ca a carrot out of the ground or something. It, yeah, uprooted this skull neck bone. I don't know. So we're sitting there and you know buying weed from the guy. I start smoking a joint with him, and he's like, "Hey, you want to check something out? This is pretty cool." I'm like, "Yeah, what?" And he pulls this out. We're just like, "Okay, gotta go." Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, all right, dude. Thanks for the weed. Uh, yeah, we won't be back anytime soon. 
And so uh, subsequently, the kid was arrested. I think he spent like, I think he got like two years in the juvie for it. Did you guys rat him out? No, we never ratted him out. Somebody else did. We were debating on ratting him out, and I was just like, you know what? I don't even want to incur the wrath of this kid. It is a victimless crime. His mother found it. And oh my him out. god! Yeah, I, you know, I, I'd love to know what happened to the guy. Maybe I'll. Uh... My 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 one thought that I thought was funny is you know how, you know spilling your bong and you get like nasty bong water all over the carpet or your floor or <laughs> or even some of it gets in your mouth or something. God forbid. Imagine if it was like bong water out of a human skull with like little, little chunks brain of brain and tendon and just that's disgusting. I wonder if it'd make the weed taste better. I don't know. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> so, so what do you give this on the sick and wrong scale? It's pretty high. I think I gave it a nine. Yeah, just because the guy, you know, was going to fashion a bong out Plus, of Plus he might skull. be a listener, so we have to give him some fan service. He's going to be real disappointed if his own personal story does not get a high score. Give it an 8.5. All right, fine. It's pretty high. Good. But uh, we invite the listening audience to vote here and determine who gets the case of beer this week. As always, um, we present the articles, you guys vote, and the winner gets a case of beer. So, uh, yeah, give us a vote. Sick and Wrong Podcast at uh, hotmail.com. So I'm going to wrap this up here. We um, have been receiving all these emails. Just, yeah, uh, as, as good as my shit story was last week and as many votes, it, I guess I almost toppled Jeff. So one of our listeners, one of our listeners sent in a pretty, I think, a funnier shit story. I, you know, I don't know, man. This this story definitely rivals yours. I want to yeah, get into it definitely. in just one second. Um, we've been getting a lot of uh, email from the Sigurong Podcast at Hotmail address. Also, a lot of people have been emailing us on MySpace. You can check it out, myspace.com slash Podcast. I have a great video up there if you're a MySpace user. A video of this dog, like, fucking and puking on another dog. And then eating the puke. And then eating the puke at school. So uh, some kid named Curious Kid in the Electric Fence. I don't know what that means. Um, he wanted us to wish him a belated happy birthday. So um, happy birthday to Josh from uh, uh, me and Lance here at Sick and Wrong. And your buddies. Yeah. Another guy sent us an email. Uh, he goes by the name Fat Ninja Kid. Nice. Uh, yeah, good moniker. He um wanted us. He wanted to know. He's curious here. What is a gay pride emergency? Because when we did the twenty sixth, we said that we couldn't do twenty five because Jeff was on call for gay pride emergencies. Yeah, my brother actually told me that he couldn't make it into the studio because he had gay pride emergencies to deal with. And you know what? Use your imagination here, fat ninja kid. I don't. I don't exactly know what a gay I don't pride really emergency know, but would I could, be. I could imagine. I could infer that a gay pride emergency might be. Hey, we're running out of poppers. Maybe. Running out of KY. <laughs> Will and Grace just got canceled. Yeah. Or ended. Yeah. What or else? Uh, perhaps a gerbil stuck too far up the ass. Please help me get it out. Emergency est- extraction procedure. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not quite exactly sure here. So, uh, yeah, fan ninja kid, it's uh, it's open for your imagination. You, you know, I don't know. Or you could come and visit the Castro and probably find out in about five minutes. Yeah, you, you'll. I mean, I think you'll learn quite quickly. Quite quickly. So uh, finally, what we were talking about here before, another guy sent us uh, an email from uh, MySpace. His name's Sergi. He is a, uh, I think he has a podcast called Sergi Space. Hmm. He's a fan of Sick and Wrong. And uh, he said that his vote goes to... Uh, my brother, Jeff, here, and uh, his story with the balls. But he also mentioned that 
he has a shit story that he thinks we'd appreciate. So uh, Sergi mentions that he does indoor rock climbing for fun. I don't know uh, why you do that, but I guess it sounds like it might be fun. I've actually done it before. Have you? Yeah, it's not that fun, but yeah, okay. Well, I'm, Sergi not gonna, apparently, I'm not going to begrudge his hobby. Sergi apparently likes to climb rocks. So uh, where he climbs, he said 60 feet to the top, so it's pretty serious. The uh, most dangerous way to climb is called lead climbing. He doesn't go into uh, lead climbing, thank, thankfully. But uh, what he says you need to know for story is that you might end up falling 115 feet in the air, hitting any part of your body on the rocks, and then hanging upside down if you fall while climbing like that. During because the you do have sort of like a safety line is the whole point. Yeah, you're you, attached to a fall, harness. If you fall, you're going to fall a ways, but you will, you're not going to hit the ground. You're going to hang there in the air, right? Yeah. So uh, when you climb lead, many times you get nervous and scared. So it's a good idea to uh, to go number two in the bathroom before you climb. To void your bowels. I, I think it's, it's always a good idea term. to void your bowels before you have to do anything serious like this, you know, serious physical activity. Right. So uh, one of the people who worked at the climbing place was climbing, demonstrating lead climbing, and he was doing some stuff that he knew could hurt him. And he was getting kind of nervous. He was like 30, 40 feet off the ground. And there were like 10 people watching him because I think he was demonstrating what lead climbing means or from, how to do from it. From the floor, like below. They're looking up at him climbing. Yeah, he was about 30 to 40 feet above them, and they were just watching him climb. He was doing really well, and then suddenly his hand slipped off one of the holes. He got scared, pushed off the wall with his legs, which is something you don't want to do when you lead climb. Because you're going to come and swing back and slam into the And thing, slam right? into the wall. So he lost his footing, and he fell like seven feet and uh, ended up hanging upside down about 20 feet above the ground. And his rope just was uh, twisted around his leg. So everyone who was watching him was like, you know, shocked and astonished. They're like, they're, ooh. They're looking up, mouths open, agape. Agape and shocked. They're like, ooh, you know, nice fall. Good catch, you know. Nice catch. You know, they, they're saying that to the guy who was below him, uh, I guess, belaying him. I'm not quite sure what that term means. It means you're hanging on to the lifeline from okay, the ground. Okay, so someone was hanging on to the lifeline. And then suddenly diarrhea started just to rain on everybody i guess the guy just totally shit himself hanging in the air the guy shit himself when he fell and he was upside down so it went from his pants to under his shirt down his stomach then his face and just started dripping diarrhea rain on the audience standing below with their mouths open staring up at him isn't diarrhea rain <laughs> one of the signs of the apocalypse in the bible <laughs> I don't know. It's I'm gonna have to read Revelation. It's something I would never want to see. So yeah. Um, so he, he he mentions at the end. He ends this article by saying that was kind of funny and sick. I would say it. It maybe beats your shit story. What do you think? I think it does. <laughs> yeah, dude. Ten people are covered with fucking diarrhea. I think you it know beats what the, you know what you know story. you know technically why it beats my story because my shit story. Everybody probably wishes they were that was there watching me and laughing at me and i am glad i was not there when this story happened <laughs> no hell no dude you're at diarrhea rain that's why it's that's why this stat story beats mine it sounds sicker. like that should be a metal song or something <laughs> it's sicker and wronger because nobody everybody it's one of those stories you're like god i'm glad i was not there god jesus i'd like to thank uh sergi for uh sending that story to yeah, us thanks man that was yeah great. i think the uh, listening audience definitely appreciated that one and uh, people, yeah, keep sending emails, sickerongpodcast at uh, hotmail.com. Well, we got to get out of here, but uh, stay tuned for Podcast 28 coming up next week. And also, if you people get a chance, go to iTunes or Podcast Alley and give us a vote. I think our, we should start getting votes now. We need to get some votes, people. Yeah, I, I think we should get some votes. 
we need to have some type of a incentive, which I don't know what it's going to be, but an incentive for people to vote. Like, you know, uh, I'll pull out one of my pubes for every vote we get, you know, on the air. Yeah, that, that sounds good to me. Well, um, yeah, make sure you go vote for us. Podcast Alley, it'd be cool. Um, but uh, until then, stay tuned uh, next week for uh, Podcast 28. Smell you later. Thank you. Hey!